Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. I am your host, Ryan Roxy, but it's not about me today. Today, it's all about soap girls. Yeah, it is. Our guests today come via South Africa, and although they have been touring internationally since 2015, they have hunkered down in their own trenches, so to speak, uh, since the early days of the pandemic, pumping out nearly 300 live stream performances. 300! They've done 300, uh, you know, performance and shows, everything. you got to check out the YouTube. Not right now, after this, uh, so after this podcast is done. And by the way, if this is your first time watching the podcast, hit that subscribe button right now. We appreciate you listening to us on all the audio broadcasts. But we want you on the YouTube official channel, which is Ryan Roxy Official. So here to talk about that journey... From selling soap on the streets to releasing multiple albums, building their own do-it-yourself empire in the process, would you welcome Into the Trenches from the band Soap Girls, Sisters Me and Millie. Welcome Into the Trenches. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hello. Hey, what's happened? I'm so happy to get you guys in the podcast. I know that we don't have a super long time to talk to you because you are always busy doing uh, your own live streams and you have another one set to go off in about an hour. So we, we, we got you girls for just one hour, right? Yeah, well, we are, we are We're very honored to yeah. like be on your show. First of all, thank you very, very much. Thank you. And yeah, we have a zombie themed show, so we're going to have to transform our faces and the space around us. <laughs> but it's fine. We're used to it. Yeah. You guys look great right now in the trenches. You guys are, are like I said, everything since the first time I checked out one of your live streams, you guys have been that performance. And there is a lot of performance involved in the show. And it all started out back in the days of selling soap on the streets. So that's why for the people that haven't uh, been introduced to the soap girls just yet, we want to go back to get forward and hear the whole story. What do you say, Vic? Yeah. We're doing everything kind of quick right now because we know we only got you for a limited time. But born in France, but you're raised in uh, South Africa, right? Yeah, yep. Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Now, so we are we're very mixed. <laughs> but but and and through all of that, you kind of learned a bunch of different languages because I know Afrikaans. My wife's my wife's from from Cape Town as well. She speaks Afrikaans and English and and a bit of German. But you guys learned a lot of different languages from selling soap on the streets. And was it? Now, wait a second. Vic will put up some pictures from time to time, our producer. That's why we want you in the live chat, folks, on our YouTube channel, if you're only listening to us on the audio. Now, is that one of the early pictures of you guys selling soap? No. That wasn't Actually, even... we were like eight and nine initially. So um, we were even smaller. Yeah, yeah, we were little, little kids. But that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We wore Crocs. Jesus oh! Christ. <laughs> Burn that photo. Um, basically, what happened was you can't grow up in a country like South Africa being oblivious to um, obviously the fact that there's a lot of extreme poverty around us. We weren't um, super well off ourselves or anything, but we definitely weren't living in a shack or on the streets. So, so 
being surrounded and more like being exposed to that then you want to do something yeah otherwise cheap is you feel like a piece of shit human being you can't just ignore um like hungry people and even in the newspapers they have a lot of amazing doctors and nurses working with really bad equipment because yeah, the healthcare sucks yeah i mean the doctors and nurses are amazing but they don't so you were initially really doing this of- with charity you were initially yeah, yeah. When we, were kids, we, we went 365 days a year for eight years and we raised funds for public hospitals um children's homes old age homes but we would put on like a little show and and street perform and there would be tourists from like around the world any country you can name and we would have to because people would be like oh no, no comprendo. comprendo i don't understand <laughs> don't and, and then you'd be like oh okay well let's fucking learn in their language how you say like do a little spiel thing and say so how much it was happy birthday yeah. seemed like the, f- the easiest song to learn in every learn, like, language pieces in every language so well we you learned that them, hey and they'd be like oh shit okay yeah and we spoke in sync which freaked the shit out of people <laughs> well you guys tend to do that a lot you tend to finish each other's sentences I've, I've watched a bunch of your live streams as well. But the thing about <laughs> learning all these different languages, it's amazing that you guys would do it uh, to sell soap to and do your performance to make money for charity. Um, as you know, when once you started touring internationally around 2015 and long, you start learning how to say cheers in a bunch of different oh, languages. Oh, yeah. Come pie, man. Come, come no, no, pie. no. I'm... I think the, the I think the, the the word that I learned in every single language it's it's a bit rude. I don't know. Am I, I don't want to know. You can say know. whatever you basically, want. This is the internet. What is it? Okay, so basically, I, w- I would say in every language, "Good evening and welcome, you cunts." Okay, like you can say it in German, <laughs> Italian. In, in some like, reason, well. in, in in the UK, the c word is not at all bad. Right? Oh no, it's it's a friendly word. Yeah. Hi, you cons. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're What's lo- up? How you going? But if you say that in America, I guess people are like, oh my god, god. what the? F- it's like, a devil chat. Oh now, my god, like now, people are shocked. This is my wife's, and she's gonna cringe when she's she, she's watching this right now. If you say the f word in in America, not so big. F a n n y, right? But in the UK, it's not cool at all. Yeah. yeah, because I think in America, Fanny is means your butt, uh, it's your butt. and your face, and your face, and pe- some people were called Fanny. Yeah, I um, mean it's even a French name, I think. Or yeah, an old, old it's a Scandinavian. There's a lot of Scandinavians up here named uh, Fanny as well. So I'm, I'm up here South at the North Africa, Pole. You won't, you won't get that yeah. here. People would be like. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I can't even say say that word. The fact that I just said it, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the heat right now. (laughs) Actually, the worst word for me is the p word. Like, I don't mind saying pussycat, but if someone refers to like, it's like, it's like ew. Like, I hate that. So you've learned the c word in every language, me. That that's uh, it's very impressive. I like I said, I've learned. That's my sister, man. She's classy like that. (laughs) How to call the audience? Yeah, Yeah. people love it. Um, especially when we go to France, we really enjoy using the most shocking language. and people are like, yeah, they just know what it is. Though. I think when you say it in another language, it doesn't sound as bad because maybe it's not your mother tongue. Maybe it's not your not mother in French, tongue and you like don't get Italian, it. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's oh, yeah. Yeah. What What is cheers in Afrikaans? Um, I think. Well, that's like health. Like, yeah. How do they say cheers, actually? Cheers. I don't know. Cheers. Oi. I actually don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, think just say, yeah, I know. I know. It's Bye Lekker to have you guys here. That's uh, that's hey, all. Hey, Bye Donkey. Bye Donkey. Okay. And the thing is, you guys learned all these different language from uh, doing your soap uh, performance slash selling the show, selling the performance down uh, by the harbor. 
And, and if anyone's ever been down to Cape Town Harbor, they'll know that there's a lot of tourists down there. And that's how it, that's how it all began, right? Around, around that area. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hout Bay, it's a tiny little fishing village. And initially we actually went door to door, but our mom freaked out because we thought, oh, we could be Girl Scouts. It's not really the same in South Africa. Yeah, it's quite it's dangerous. Unsafe, so. so she was like, no. And so we would walk down to the harbor and there would be tourist buses that give us the mic. And we'd be like, we turned okay. it into a show. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then around 14 or 15, you guys... When was that when the music bug started, or was it even before no, then? It was earlier than that, but we just didn't really have the means and opportunity, um, like to to get into like recording. We just didn't have the money, and also we didn't know like where do we go and stuff. So when we met well, when we were doing like a little show at the harbor. Then this guy was like, "Hey, um, I got a studio. Do you want to come and do some songs in my studio?" And we were like cool okay, yeah. yeah like fuck it why not so then we went and we recorded a bunch of terrible songs Ter- like horrendous actually so bad man. but they were yeah. your but- songs right it's always been your songs but maybe perhaps not this in the style that you wanted until yeah, now i think people try to influence too much what they saw for us because we were kids and then they were like okay you need to be like hannah montana and it's like it's not us well, man yeah, they would take something that they thought this is a problem i think especially um in south africa so they'll they won't um take something original and if they do then they'll always try and change and be like okay well this is working overseas so let's copy that and you can be like that version but from here which is stupid that is stupid they should just embrace being original but a lot of people here will but it was always stay safe it was always other people putting their own um vision of us onto ourselves and we hated it we hated it so we went from studio to studio a lot of really dodgy experiences especially when we were in our young teens yeah when i when i look back then it's like wow so a lot of people will say to us <laughs> it's like we're saying help us no um <laughs> a lot of get people, out. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was in New York. Yeah. That picture. Um, a lot of people would, um, I don't know, think like, you know, the way that we dress, like we would get a lot of trouble. Uh, like as we've gotten older and like very comfortable in our skin, we've people noticed, don't no, we, fuck around with you. But when you're younger and that's why we're always so glad that we have a regular manager that always looked out for us. Because yeah. like being young and in, and in that industry, you can, I don't know, get exposed to a lot of dodgy shit shit. like so we even had a producer and a sound engineer guy um pulling out a gun he was on his cocaine binges and he would like just bring out a gun and like go ape shit and we we would just be in the booth like uh okay okay." because like if we didn't get a take right or something then he started threatening us but he was like completely (laughs) off his tits and we're like uh like that's not a good way to get a good take out of someone and so he he had the gun like phil specter he had the same gun as phil specter he just didn't have the production quality uh yeah if he got good results out of it we would have been like Like, you know what go for it use a fucking bazooka but but no it was horrible and so eventually um yeah after a lot of fucked up shit um we we thought it was the best thing ever in the world to um we'd always dreamt of being signed to a major label and we were signed to universal music and at at 14 and 15 years old you're signed to this major label but that's not your future you guys because what i'm most you see what i'm most impressed is the (laughs) diy the whole story of you guys just doing it yourself so explain how that happened okay basically basically, when we were with the the record label like as young as we were then 
to us that was like oh my god that's it like like you, they know it. what to do they they're gonna like you know we've got vision and they got the funds they're gonna like allow us to to do what we want to do but, but that's not how it works it's basically like a, a meat market where they're just churning out so they wanted us to be like lady gaga of south africa which we we're like we really dig her but i mean what the fuck why can't we just be our own and thing? so it was a huge struggle creative um like fighting for creative freedom and yeah, yeah it took us four years to get out of the contract and eventually we did and then we we had nothing and we were pretty much blackballed in the south african music industry because you said fuck you to them so they were like well you're not gonna ever do anything here again so heat magazine people magazine all those kinds of things we've been in the pop circuit and that we were um like just really like no we were social pariahs yeah like people wouldn't even work with us because they didn't want to piss off someone else and you even have an album name that's that's basically society's rejects or what what is it one of your album titles Society's Rejects. That was the second one that we released independently. Yeah. yeah. So we we just kept on um like uploading videos to YouTube and just writing nonstop. And, and then, then we got to New York. We we teamed up with um people from New York and again really cool studio. Um really fucking awesome and a really good experience. But what happened was the music that we done organically in the studio just with guitars when we when they played it back to us, they had like remixed it and made it EDM music, which is cool. I love EDM music, but that's not what we wanted to do. Like we were like, no, like, like what the fuck is this? We just, just left it. Yeah. And we were offered a lot of money to sign to another major label. And people told us we were stupid because we were literally um, like starving yeah. at the time. We were fucked. And we, we heard what they did in the studio and we we're like, no way, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. So we left and got out of that contract. And then um, we just kept uploading on videos on YouTube, YouTube did whatever um, we could to survive. Like there was one point where I wanted to sell my own blood. We were illegal immigrants, which was really fucked up because we tried to go and get legalized in South Africa. And there's a lot of corruption here and at the tape. Home Affairs office. So it took us years to get like finally get our papers yeah and then yeah. eventually then we even we'd never done anything like it we just lived in a complete bubble just doing music and we had to do like we were waitresses and we were like how the <laughs> fuck do we do this and that's how we we um wrote the song champagne, champagne cocaine, cocaine because we it, were exposed to a lot of uh fucked up shit and it was just interesting but you guys everything do finish your sentences a lot life, it adds it adds layers to you as a person and i'm really grateful so for the good and the bad um, there was some fucked up shit that we almost got ended up getting into because like what like we need I ain't gonna talk about it <laughs> like to to just be able to survive because we were like getting evicted we had nothing and so someone from the UK they sent us a message and they were like hey I really ever, love what you're doing would you ever tour the UK I would love to bring you over to tour and we were like yeah fucking right how many times have we heard this shit before like someone's just so taking like, the hey, piss you should come and, and, and this is around 2015 I'm assuming right no before 2014 okay yeah okay. All right. And then, um, so then we went over. No, no, not in that year. We were like talking about it for ages. And we thought, oh, this person's just dragging us along. But we we're like, the hope is keeping us alive. Let's just fucking keep on writing and doing and it. And then in 2015, then we were getting ready to go over for real. We were like, oh shit, it's really happening. We couldn't believe it because people but, told us, oh, you'll never get out of here and, and shit. And we we're like, okay. okay. But, but we always... Um, 
we always like push through yeah. yeah exactly we knew exactly what we wanted to do even though it seemed fucking impossible so you look at south africa at the bottom of the world on a map and you think how the fuck did we in in the worst times we still we we knew where we wanted to go and we were going to get there and so we got to the uk and we did a show and the band that we were supporting was this um like band that they had a big following but they didn't really like us they, they actually insulted us yeah um, they fucking hated us <laughs> but then but then like all their fans watched the show and they're like hang on this is proper punk fuck yeah and then people started but talking, you won and, them talking over. and then but the yeah <laughs> the funniest thing about it though was so obviously before we left we had to have an album or something to tour with because you can't we just, had nothing we, yeah. had, we were like oh fuck well we need an album Got a whole then. load of songs but like so we <laughs> We worked like even harder double shifts. We and, did like, like six. We worked six hours a day, um, like doing double seven shifts days like, a week. Yeah, and then like walking. Oh no, not this, six hours. Six days a week. It was illegal to do seven. Um, and then walking across this mountain to get to the to the place of work because we didn't have enough money to pay for the toll and the petrol. But we did it anyway. Our shoes had holes in them. Man. Even like, now, when I look at it, I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck do we do, do this? But like, we knew, we knew what we wanted. So yeah. we're like, we don't give a fuck. And people saw us wage saying, oh my God, the slip girls <laughs> fell from grace. <laughs> like yeah. dissing us. And we sometimes you'd cry on the inside or you'd go to the bathroom and you're like, <gasps> and then no, like, I would just be like, it's okay. You can kiss me, but I'm touching your food. <laughs> and, yeah, right. and, yeah. But we were like, we're not going to stop we know where we're going we let people laugh talk shit and we're like yeah, yeah yeah and then we got to the uk but we, we no we went in the studio and we did 16 songs in one day in one day actually i think let's just say two days because it was probably a day and a half you yeah. definitely we met did some pre-production before that that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we met we met the drummer and on the day we were like okay dude these are the songs we're gonna play it once with you and then, and then let's fucking it. do it yeah all right so that that's was, a very raw album calls for rebellion. rebellion that was the first one yeah everybody I, I can officially go on record saying interviewing the soap girls is trying to like, is like a little bit like herding kittens. It's almost as it's, 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 it's like herding cats right now. I'm just trying to keep it all together. Um, everybody breathe. If you're in the chat room right now, everybody take a big breath because I don't think the girls have taken a breath since the interview started, but it's amazing how they finish each other's sentence and how we've gotten so much in such a quick time. We've heard a lot of the story. I've so, I've heard of people selling uh, their soul for rock and roll, not selling their blood, but the soap girls definitely have. Um, what I wanted to get to, just because I know that you're telling this whole story of how you're getting up to right now and this DIY um, method that you've been using, I want to talk about the musicianship and what got you into guitars because you first both played guitar. Is that, is that, and, and did you both yes, pick it up at yeah. a very young age? Cause I know that you're very distinctual of what types of music you like too. Cause you think because they finish everybody's each other's sentences and they have all these similarities that they would have similar music tastes. Uh, 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 uh. So what is it about, <laughs> when did you decide yeah. Mille to, to, to go to, to go to switch over to bass and was it both you playing guitar at first for years or what happened? Yeah. So um, I, we both picked up the guitar. I, think. I mean, the first guitar we ever got was a pink Hello Kitty, um, Fender Squire acoustic. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're good guitars. Yeah, they they, we got sponsored them. Like we, we actually wanted the electric. We wanted the electric, but then they gave us the acoustic, acoustic which we were, I, which I'm grateful for because if you're gonna start guitar, start in the acoustic, acoustic first. Yeah, yeah. and we we were just so like grateful. We we were playing, and one thing I found was that 
I always notice you get a lot of siblings or, or like duos and they both play guitar, but it's not ever a guitar and bass. Girl, be real. Because okay. you couldn't play and <laughs> sing at the same time. Kind of. But no, and also my sister is such a bastard. She's usually, she's very competitive and she's usually better at some things than me. No. So one She thing, picks up like, things pretty no quickly. I've, I've heard that she picks yeah. up things really quick. I, I was going to say, there's no way that my youngest sister, she's younger by 11 months, is going to fucking boss me around on the guitar. I was like, I'm not going to take this shit. So I was like, I'll play the instrument you're not going to play. I'm fucking play the bass. That's why sometimes if I try, if I'm like, can I just pick up your bass? And she's like, oh, your bass is now. Oh, okay. okay. Fine. You play the bass. Um, <laughs> sometimes we swap. I mean, I love guitar as well. Um, you can express yourself a lot more with guitar. I'm not going to lie. I love the bass. The bass is everything to me. I love bass-driven music. But I, I just thought, you know what? It doesn't feel natural for me singing, playing the guitar. As soon as I picked up the bass, she could do it. And so. it was like, I didn't even have to think. It just felt so natural. I loved it. But the song that got us both wanting to uh, play, guitar, play was guitar was White, White Wedding. Wedding. We love Steve Stevens' yeah. uh, style. Like We were like, oh my fuck. We Steve have Stevens, to one of my favorite play. guitar players of all time as well. He's been on the podcast. Uh, really, really, su- really super guy. I've known him for years. And I'm going to... I'm gonna send him your music after this podcast. I like it. Yeah, hey, well, because, and, 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 because that was like seriously that that guy inspired us to like play guitar. Like one of my one no, of my no one, one of my guitar heroes. I was just I was gonna say, did you, your influences growing up? Uh, me as on guitar. Did you have any guitar heroes that you looked up to? And 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 Mile, did you have any bass heroes ever, or was it always your own thing? Besides. For me, for me, I've always loved, um, obviously, Steve Stevens, but also Lindsey Buckingham. I think how he plays is, it's like, I don't know, it's insane. It's almost like he's 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 saying things with his guitar, if that makes sense. Fleetwood Mac Rumors, one of your favorite like, records, right? Isn't it Rumors, one of yeah. your favorite records? Came out in Definitely. 1977. And, and this is and, where I want to talk about that you guys do have distinctual differences as far as like your musical taste, because you do like more indie classic type of rock music right me like joy division perhaps i like joy division do you know but a lot of times people tell us that we remind them of like um joy division or even sonic youth and it was before we'd ever heard the like guitar stuff of them when we did um the the album uh society's rejects and we uh, we recorded in the uk with russ russell's um, Russ Russell, who does Napalm Death, which is one of my favorite, really bands. cool guy. But the when he heard me doing the parts for the um, the guitar and like Bad Bitch and uh, the song Rather Be Dead on that album, then he was like, "Oh my God, you sound like just like the guitarist from Joy Division." And I was like, "That's because I listened okay. to him." Yeah. No, so that was that was. Be, yeah, oh, that you, was this really was before. Cool. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so I was like, okay, and then I listened. I was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, this is kind of similar like but it it wasn't a conscious thing but people always tell me oh you sound like this or how you play it sounds like this and i'm like okay and then i go on this and i'm like shit i wish i'd heard this before (laughs) but no it's kind of cool that you're picking up stuff that you didn't know has this complete following because obviously joy division are a cult is a cult classic type of band as well yeah now we're huge fans like freaking love it well no but me as a fan but you like the heavier stuff right i mean like 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 like, because i know that there's there's a certain type of genre that you guys can agree on but you're like more into like the heavier manson like you mentioned napalm death as well 
But where would you say your middle ground is? What style of music do you both agree on that you both can say, yeah, we both love this? Grunge. Grunge so yeah. it will be like L7, Alice in Chains, Veruca um, Salt. Uh, the butthole surface. Yeah, we yeah. both love grunge and oh, even local goodness. H. Um, who else is there? Local H, man! I'm so happy that you. So little credit goes out to local H and one of my favorite. They're they're a, they're a very cool duo. Oh. I know it's for crazy two for people, two people. That sound, sound so is cool. fucking insane. And it's so cool that he has like a, a bass pickup in his guitar too, so he can switch between the two. That's crazy. Wow! I, I, this is the first time on the podcast. Where I've been, because I, I do, you know, Vic and I do, and, and, and Federica, we all do a lot of research on the, on the script, and um, we try to find out, like, what sort of influences, we're, which directions we can go, but this is the first time I've really been surprised by you guys mentioning Local H, because they're one of the, hey. I, I mean, they're very, very, very underrated, one of my favorite bands is, is I, I just Same love Same with that. us. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so... I, I mean, there's so much to get into. I, I know we're talking about your story. I, I know that we're talking about where we're up to right now because you are, you know, you are getting busy to do live stream after live stream after live stream. Um, I have to admit that this entire interview is responsible because of uh, the Soap Girl fans, and you have a very special name for people that follow the Soap Girls. Uh, what do you call them? Your fans. Our soap sides. <laughs> like literally it's the most amazing community of people yeah. all different i mean we no one is there to judge or just it's like people call it a cult for me it's just a lot of different individuals that again stand up for what they believe in and they're not afraid to be themselves because i think especially in today's society people are so scared to be themselves because they get judged so much so with us, it's, it's a it's a safe space to just be whoever the fuck you can you be a cross dresser. You can be a nun. It doesn't matter as long as you're not a pedo or like you hurt animals or anything like that. Then you can fuck off. But but if yeah. you're not, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah, as long as you don't have the telltale signs of a serial killer, you're you're, you're welcome in the soap girls or maybe even, even a couple. That's fine. Yeah, well, there's, we'll we'll leave a bit of yeah. a gap. <laughs> Would Ted Bundy be, be sort of considered? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. It depends, like who, like you know, if someone, maybe if he bought an album. Yeah, we could. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Celebrating their Jack Daniels endorsement, right there, the Soap Girls. Um, now, can hold on one quick second because I there is so much that in with the limited time that we have with the Soap Girls today, there are so many questions that came in from a bunch of great uh, uh, soap suds, as you call them. So. Um, let's take a really quick, like one minute break for our sponsors, if we can. And, uh, I think we'll go for our click eyewear gear that we, and, or our buyer dynamic headphones and microphones that we're doing. And actually, you know what? That's true. Hughes and Kentner, me and I both yeah. play the Hughes and Kentner apps. And that's sort of how I was initially turned on to you guys. You know what, Vic, why don't you play the Hughes and Kentner ad right now? Cause this will be perfect for the soap girls and Ryan Roxy, a little combination. Uh, can someone get me a bottle of Jack Daniels so I can put it between my legs and then we can run this commercial. Hello, Ryan Roxy here. And I get a lot of questions lately regarding the current guitar amp setup that I'm using. Well, here's the answer. It's the Hughes and Kentner black spirit 200 floor model. Because it's roughly the same size as a compact pedal board, it can fit on any stage or desktop easily. But don't let the size fool you. Inside it's packed with a 200 watt power amp, a ton of presets and programming options, built-in Redbox Direct technology, plus all the built-in effects you'd want. 
And the secret behind the tone? Well, that's the Bionic Spirit Tone Generator, which is fully programmable on the amp by using its built-in Bluetooth to connect to the app, which works seamlessly with both iPad and Android devices. But probably the best thing about the Black Spirit 200 is that it's easy to use. With its user-friendly setup, I managed to get a great tone going within just a couple of minutes of plugging in. If you're looking for that perfect, compact, all-around amp that covers you in the studio, on the stage, and even live streaming, this is the one. Check out the links for the Hughes and Kentner Black Spirit below or in the description, and let's get rolling. Speaking of rolling, on with the show. There you go. We are here with the soap girls. Oh, we lost one of the girl, one of the soap girls, but that's she, no. She was unplugging her her pedal, but oh. there was I got a, the same one. There it is. Oh my god. Okay, you know what? This is a Hughes and Kentner's going to be really happy about this. I'm going to show you. Well, I can't show you mine. I have mine right down there on the grass. There it is. Soap Girls and Hughes and Kenner. How did you get turned on to them? Because I was it because of the following that you guys have all over Europe now? Was it touring there, or how did uh, Hughes and Kenner come into your life, girls? You know, um, so we did we did some shows and well, we did quite a few a shows. A lot of shows. We love touring in, in Germany. Germany. The people are really cool. Super um, rock and. A guy, yeah, Deutschland. <laughs> um, a guy from the the agent, the booking agency in Europe. Um, he he's he came to a show, and then he was like, "Hey, well, um, have you ever tried using Ketna amps?" And then the guy saw our show, and then they were like, "Well, here we go. You can try some of our amps out." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, definitely. I love them." I could definitely see uh, Soap Girls and Alice Cooper doing uh, some sort of touring together throughout Europe because um, the thing is, you guys have this distinct punk energy, raw vibe that is consistent with certain albums of Alice that I really like that we never get to visit all that much on tour, like Zipper Catches Skin or albums like um, the one that Clones is on as well. And maybe even some of the garage rock bands album like Eyes of Alice Cooper or Dirty Diamond. So uh, you never know. Maybe someday we we share the same stage because it would be really Our minds would be blown. Like We would probably be like pinching ourselves like, the fuck is this real? Like that would be insane. And we could share amps too, you and Mimi. Woo! I would be honored. Yeah. Like your playing is like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about equipment. Again, I, there's so much to talk about, and I know we have so little time. And I feel that uh, this soap suds community uh, all throughout the world that has been tuning in to in the trenches today, we thank you very much for that. I know you're going to go check out the Soap Girls live stream as soon as we wrap this one up. But make sure you tell more people about in the trenches. And if you are listening, hit that subscribe button your first time. There's a little button there to hit that subscribe button that Vic, our producer, will put on. But Vic is putting up all these amazing pictures of um, the soap girls. Uh, we have Mile and me with us. And um, we'd like to talk a little bit, so many great questions from the fans and the soap suds that came in. And it's going to go a little bit all over the place. So I'll try and get as many of them in, in as I can. And if I don't get enough of them in, we can always maybe do part two. What do you say, girls? This is fun? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. We, like, yeah. yeah, we'd be very honest. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So here we go, Soap hey. Girls. Uh, why don't you like Brian Ferry? This comes from Kathy Grant. She wrote a couple uh, a couple things. Is it? Do you... Do you not like Brian Ferry? Is there a reason why you don't like Brian Ferry? Or is there no story behind that? Brian Ferry. Yeah. I didn't 
ever know anything about that. There's some sort of controversy that Kathy Grant has put up. She's a soap sud inside the head, and now we don't know. Okay, well, maybe she has a, a second question. If, if this one you guys have no idea about, I'm going to uh, definitely DM I, Kathy Grant after this. I know this. the name, but why do I know the name, Brian do, Ferry? It's an English artist, I think. I don't know. I, Brian I, I, Ferry. Who the hell, Brian from, Ferry? No, don't say that next Well, thing. I don't care. You can shoot me. Sorry it's, for my Brian ignorance. Ferry's the lead singer of Roxy Music. So, ah, uh, no, we don't have any beef. No, there's no beef. I mean, you no. could pick so many people that you might have beefs with. You know, the South African government. <laughs> you could pick. You could pick. The- exactly. <laughs> like Brian. No, like no. I, I don't know. Like I know the name, but I'm thinking like I've never had any, like. <laughs> No. All right, we do a know, we do a section fact or fiction. That was definitely fiction, Kathy Grant. Oh, no, fiction I know on why that. because oh, because oh. I think um, what happened? <laughs> no, 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 it's true because we met him and then um, what did he do? Didn't he hit you with? I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. No, I, you had me going. I was there. Well, me now, too. I was like, the man, hit me. What the maybe fuck? he did. Let's 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 hear about this one. Up. Let's see if there's any truth to this. What's the story about the bucket of blood incident in Hastings? Oh, well, so that it was, was our really first tour. Up. And we obviously, we didn't really know anything about the UK at all. And we just, this like crazy DIY band. And we, we drove six hours to get to a venue. And a little Postman Pat fucking red van thing. And, and Postman Pat. We arrived at the venue. And they were like just very antagonistic. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're like, why South are you Africa? playing on a fucking Sunday? No you're one racist. Plays on a Sunday. You're from South Africa. You're racist. And, and we're, we're like, like, uh, no. Dude, like, what the hell? And then they're like, um, and we're like, well, can we just go in and, and do the sound check and set up maybe? But it, from the beginning, it was just very like hostile. Hostile. And when we got on stage three songs in, then someone came from the two side door. Two people came door. in through the side door and they chucked. My head was down and I just remember all this liquid. Um, that's not like vinegar on my bass guitar and like on my chest. And I was like, the fuck? I wanted to say, dude, did you see what happened to me? Yeah. I, I looked and at I her. was looking down in my hands. And then when I looked up and like all this stuff went up my nose and in my, I was like blind in the one eye. Cause like all the, I don't know, whatever the fuck that was. It's more like vinegar and it eroded a lot of our gears while yeah. um, it was really, it was so fucked up and we didn't want to stop because they were taunting us. And the woman who'd got me, she kept trying to smash the mic sound into my face. Our manager had to stop her and then she got punched and kicked. It, it was just, was just yeah. you know what? We were so shocked before that I was like, Good times. But basically it turned out that the owner of the venue, he'd uh, called this whatever it was attack to happen on us and he said he wanted to teach us a lesson because we are uh, damaging to the feminist movement and sell out sluts there we go that's what he said wow okay that was his there, there couldn't have been any truth that, that that same blood that was thrown on you was the blood that you guys tried to sell earlier in your career that would have been sick out of drunk it man yeah. but no it's not like shit so yeah that that was just it was really fucked up and i don't know you know what so there is Each some truth to this, this hasting story the thing is i remember watching uh that is a fact um the, i remember watching a video that you guys have done that actually has 
a ton of blood in it. Did any of that have to do with any reenactment of that, or was that a completely different type of scene? No, that was that video was after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that was after that. Yeah, was, so that's what I'm saying. Were you, were, did you have any sort of uh, uh, what do you call PDS or PM, not PMS? Uh, what do you, PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> I do. When, when I play shows, I usually have something that I'm ready. Like if someone ever attacks me, I won't think twice to like, see, I kept getting flashbacks, feeling like a victim. I was so shocked. And the bounce at the venue was like, oh, sorry, I was in the toilet. So I, didn't I didn't see anything happen. And the cameras weren't working tonight. So it's like, wow, isn't that strange? Because we should have gone to the cops and we wanted to, but people said they wouldn't do anything. But we went afterwards to their charge. Because I mean, if you were walking down the street and someone came fucking and threw, you it doesn't man. matter even if it's fucking water or shit or whatever onto you that's assault but you see now i'm different so after that i got not that i'm aggressive but i don't ever want to feel like that again so i i will stand my and also our equipment got like wrecked so that was really shit we're just a diy band and especially i mean especially the equipment that you guys do use that you're such a a fan of i know that me you like your ibanez jivas as well Right, that's one of your I favorite. Do. And and uh, M- Millie, you like your dark glass pedals. Well, you also like your Ivanes Destroyer basses. That and- bass is like literally my soul. I'm gonna make it my mission. I've got a red one from the '80s. It's waiting for me in the UK. As soon as we get on the road, I'm playing that cherry red baby. It's but even, uh, yeah, even- candy apple red. They actually call it. It's just so you know, Ooh. back back in the back in the 1980s when I was first learning guitar before you guys were ever born. Um, it my like you said, 1930s. Not, well, no, it, it could have been. Fuck? I don't know. It's no. <laughs> it's all filters at this point. The thing is, I used to be such a huge fan of the Ibanez Destroyer guitar model and and when they first came out they were called the ibanez destroyer 2 and they came out in candy apple red which is i think the color you're talking about and an ice blue and i don't know if you've seen the blue color but yeah i actually traded a a fender stratocaster not a hello kitty stratocaster but an actual fender stratocaster for this uh ibanez uh destroyer because I, I liked it and i actually do still own an ivan as destroyer so maybe when we move down to south africa we'll we'll compare destroyers what do you say Millie? that'll be awesome mine <laughs> mine's played over or probably around 500 shows so it's got some nicks in it man it is fucked up but i love it i'm sorry but to bring you back the- to uh Hastings incident, but I want to move on to more good news and more good times. You're very punk rock, though, to be honest with you, to get to get that blood uh, thrown on you and then survive it, get more aggressive about it, and now uh, be as independent as you are, because I think it's quite had quite the opposite effect of what you're saying uh, with the women's movement. I think people see we actually wanted to leave initially um after that happened we were like we we, we had been telling people wow the uk is so amazing it's not like south africa it's safe and people and then we're are like so nah, it's open-minded we're like we're gonna go and then we're like no fuck them we're gonna write a track and we wrote bad, bad bitch. bitch yeah and it, it just it, it actually lit a fire on us and we we're like you know what people want to try bring us down we are gonna fucking fight harder and we're like fuck this it's like yeah you want to call me names or whatever fine, fine. I, I don't give a fuck I'm well, still going to be me. Now, does that sort of go in with part, and this is a good question because this comes from John Darren Swan. You know him very well. Yeah. And hey, uh, he's actually hey, one you. of the champions, one of the big uh, major soap suds that got this whole thing together. Uh, one of his questions is, what are the Soap Girls' core ethos and beliefs as a band? 
as a band, we believe in standing up for what you believe in, going after your dreams no matter what, and just staying true to yourself. And also just be kind. Don't yeah. be a dick. Yeah. Okay. And we- freedom. Freedom. Just absolute freedom. You see, a lot of the time people don't like what other people have to say, but the fact that they can express it, that is freedom. And also our fans mean the world to us. Like I know a lot of people, they might say it or whatever, but to us, like we, we fucking really appreciate our fans. Yeah. yeah. We have a very close bond, which is fucking awesome. Like yeah. even on stage. Is that John Swan's, uh, yeah. John Swan's smooth, smooth, uh, nice waxed butt right there? Is that, I don't know. That might <laughs> Unfortunately, be. that's not, that's <laughs> no, not that was in the, Holland. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, in Holland, everybody, everybody's butt is smooth. So this might be another Brian Ferry question. I have no idea. But uh, this okay. is, again, another uh, John Darren Swan uh, question from the Soap Suds uh, sort of group. Uh, what do you think of Sam DeBray? Sam oh. DeBray. Well, who's that? Um, is, that a, is that more he's, anger? He's around the corner, so we don't want to say anything. So, no, we're joking. joking. She's no. fucking amazing. She's cool. She, yeah. she is literally the nucleus of us. We would not be who we are without her. She's the wildest, but in the best kind of way person. Yeah. She is fucking amazing. She is the most resilient, hardworking, and the, if, if she's, the a world, bad, she's a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah, if the world feels like it's falling apart, I promise you she's the person you want by your side. She will and also everything she'll that, fix it. Everything that she's been through and like with us also growing up and we've seen, she's never ever given up. So no and she's never what, become a shit person to anyone. She's had the most radical life um of anyone that I've ever like met. She she's been through shit. Man. The fact that she still treats people with kindness is beyond me because i know a lot of people that have been through some heavy shit and they they, they use it as an excuse to, to be, be a crap a, person yeah, so. and she's there helping out with every single live stream that you guys do right she, she everything does everything even she's like an octopus even on tours when her leg was broken at a show she was still driving the tour van we didn't know how to drive at the time so yeah. uh, like otherwise we sound terrible but she yeah she does everything she films she designs the merch she is absolutely fucking amazing Let's she's the only person the- whose opinion we care like with music we like sam what do you think and she'll be like dude straight up this sucks yeah. <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about that uh those live streams and how they all came about because you know what at the top of the uh program i neglected to uh sort of pay tribute for you guys actually like forging through these live streams with all these performances uh when you both came down with covid just recently now and how are you feeling and and how was that whole experience for you um something else happened so i won't say it because there's a lot of people who are why don't you just say it okay well just say it i don't know how i'm not gonna say anything that's gonna rock anyone's world or whatever like if you're for it if you're against it that's on you i don't give a shit but sam and i because we want to travel we obviously we're all gonna have to get that magical jab puncture in our skin let me just say it and i i hate needles but i just thought you know what i was feeling really good in the beginning of december i was like i'm gonna just fucking get it over and done with and so was sam my sister wasn't with us at the time i didn't get it and then within half an hour of getting it i literally collapsed and sam had to drag me into the car i got home and i thought okay let me just sleep this off and i'll be all right 
and it just it was the most severe pain so i i got like the most hectic inflammation sam got it and, and then, then i got covid and then my brother got covid or and our then brother. we then we sam and i had that magical thing and then we got covid on top and it just yo it was yeah, bad well, like, i mean how do you do the shows like when, uh, even when you're doing the live stream and like we've had situations on tour where like you've been so sick but you just have to be like you know what just fucking do, do the it. show like even on stage i've shot myself on stage <laughs> like i've been really ill and then and people have uh, been like okay last she had shit dripping down her, her and, legs, then, and then i ran off stage to go to the bathroom to obviously like clean myself up it was in switzerland and then people were like no uncle and i was like fuck there's something about there's something about the adrenaline and being an encore that that'll that'll cure everything maybe if everybody could just actually get a, get up on yeah. stage and play i could kind of still pull through but then when i was that sick with the covid thing even on the live stream i had to like i was like i'm sorry I can't. so yeah. it hits you guys stand. pretty hard it, it definitely hits you guys pretty hard but it hits you but guys especially equally. the ones with the magical potion that really? was Ah, okay. See, that's interesting because for me and, and, and a lot of people that I've been talking to that I have that have had that have gotten this strain that, you know, I, I think South Africa gets a bad rap for saying the South Africa strain because just because South Africa was the one that actually discovered it first and their scientists actually found this new strain, they get tagged well, with a name. Oh, it's yours, you know. Yeah, because it was a South African doctor that found it. But it's like, it doesn't even fucking come from there. Yeah, I know. So you guys got credit. That's not the type of credit that you guys want. But but from like I said, it's it's going to be debatable. And I can see why it, it is one of those things. The soap says there's probably different opinions. It's same same yeah. thing with an Alice Cooper concert. You go to an Alice Cooper concert, you're going to find the most conservative of the conservative, the most liberal of the liberal. But the reason why... We all like to to uh, meet there is because all that shit goes away once we start plugging in and playing, and that's hopefully you know the the one thing that is the great uh, combiner, the, the the great mediator is loud, abrasive rock and roll. I'm hoping exactly. No, it's the same it's the with same. our shows. We've got people who love guns. Then we got people who are like, oh, guns are evil. And then we got religious people, irreligious people. Um, or it's you, fucking amazing. Or you'll get someone that is blind or visually impaired, and then someone that's not. But then that all just disappears. No one in music phase because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, no one's judging anyone. It's just freedom, pure freedom. And they can probably hear it better than. Someone that's that actually has all their sights. Huh? Exactly. Especially if you make a bomb. <laughs> to me, to me, it's the biggest compliment when visually impaired people say, "I love your music," because I know that they're hearing everything. They're that's why even everything. like some people will say to us, "Oh, but you know, um, why do you dress the way that you do? It's selling sex and blah blah blah." But it's like, who but- got so tame? Fucking hell! There's no rock and roll nowadays, man. It's like Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And isn't this all about your choice as well? This is all, you yeah. know, you, you guys make the decision to do whatever you want every time. And I, and I, under, I, I don't understand how certain platforms get deplatformed. Other platforms, you, you can last forever. But We've had our Instagram taken down. Um, it, it was so shit. Yeah, we I had mean, to restart all Eight years again. of work. Um, You've had Facebook, Facebook taken down and, too, right? Yeah. Wow. That was the South African government because we said something against, against them, like and also, what they were doing at the time. We spoke out about like the farm murders. We speak out about different things. I mean, what use is having a voice or if you platform. can't use it? Yeah, yeah. I like it. 
I really do. I, you know what? We are going to have a part two for with the, with the soap girls because I know that you guys are getting ready for your uh, upcoming live stream. But we have you here right now, soap girls in the trenches, and uh, we thank every all the soap suds for showing up as well as the uh, in the trenches group. I think our our two sort of uh, groups of fans can uh, sort of meld, and we can actually you know everybody that's watching in the trenches right now, regular listeners and regular watchers, uh, go check out the soap girls after uh, we're done with this interview as well but there's still a few questions i have from some of your soap suds and um i think this is important because of the it, it talks about the live streams that you do and you've done at this point almost 300 is that am i right with saying that is that sort of I think I, I try to work it out i think we're on week 94 and uh, we do four live streams a week but only three of them are face paint and and themed but even thank god sam like when when the this thing, this is how it happened when the so, COVID things first hit she was like this isn't gonna be like a few week she said thing. it was it's in march be... 2020 she said guys um the day before the army rolls out and locks everyone indoors let's go get supplies and we're gonna build a stage and a whole thing and you could just gonna live stream then and that's so basically where you are filming this right now right you're on your stage no, we actually moved house we had oh. to move house because yeah. of the cops being called on us <laughs> um and then we were still doing live streams while we were fucking moving and just in a tiny little car so yeah, she's in Canada Ramps, man, they're too around. loud. They're way too loud. I love it. <laughs> but the thing is, um, we decided to do that with Vic and I, and, and, and the whole what I was doing when the pandemic hit. But we put one show together Sunday live stream Sundays. But you guys have put together uh, not just theme shows, but you've also put together acoustic Mondays. So, one of the questions coming in, and this is from uh, one of your so the one of the I don't know if he's the president of the Soap Girl fan club, but uh, Tom House, Mike Gould, uh, some of your biggest uh, supporters, they're yeah. wondering. Who um, they? They're wondering uh, how do the acoustic Mondays differ from the theme shows, and what goes into um, you know coming up with different ideas for themes. How do you guys keep coming up with a different type of idea? Because there's a lot of role playing, acting, uh, almost like um, if you will vaudeville going on those things sometimes we're like what, what the, the fuck, fuck? Like, are we even, doing even? even sometimes like sam will sam will say to someone like oh look at their live streams and she'll play the video and i'm even looking i'm like whoa the these people are fucked up oh it's, it's me us. okay because <laughs> i don't know we just don't you know if you're doing that many live streams there's only so many times you can um play the same in the same environment or... so you got to change it up and also we have very um elastic imaginations we sometimes... love cartoons cartoons are what taught us english and also gave us our sense of identity and so our sense of humor is very fucked up especially yours dude you scare me like maybe <laughs> i it's very morbid sometimes yeah. i'm even like fuck dude like, like can i tell about the candy sashes oh, oh okay <laughs> Why would oh, you, you, why would you, you say that? Like, I'll tell you something. So I had a little chihuahua dog and she was like my baby. And my brother, that was... Our brother. Why did you keep calling me your brother? What the hell? Our brother, that was like, I hope he doesn't watch this. And no one can say anything to him. He will <laughs> flip his nut off. Is yeah, this a soap girl exclusive? I think this is. Yeah, our yeah. brother, our brother's so there, autistic. There she okay? is. There she is. A little, little dog. black dog. So unfortunately, we had to put her to sleep because she she was so she old well. and just sixteen and just not doing well, falling over and shit. But he insisted that she get um, cremated. cremated so that she could have the ashes because we're renting this house. So it's like, why would you bury your dog at a rental? I would. I would drive by and wave. 
Again, so, anyway. so he wanted to have her because he wants like a piece of it because that was like he would give her 100 pieces every single day yeah. and so we were wondering why is it taking so long for the vet to give us back the ashes and um they lost the ashes they, well they lost her so oh, so our mom said she said i don't give a fuck she what said, did you said you're gonna you get, get a little the, jar and you're gonna put the name on you're gonna make yeah, it fancy yeah. and you're and gonna put fucking firewood or something in there no, no ashes <laughs> from a fireplace and you're gonna pretend that that is the like, dog's I, ashes i would get it and show you because i opened it and i was like are you fucking kidding it me? looks like dog toads it was, was there like, like cigarette it? ashes in there as well it could have been a little punk rock Sam wants to ash in it to make it look more realistic yeah and i'm just like oh my god like i would cry if i didn't have such a fucked up sense of humor because I want to, but I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous that it's like, who who does what the fuck, man? How does that happen? Like, how do you? How did we get to this amount of sharing? And I really hope your brother isn't going to have to go into therapy for this one story. He, but he will, he will flip go out. He will go mental. Yeah. Like we, we cannot even tell. Okay, him. Well, so everybody, we make a pact here right now that nobody tells. <laughs> the soap girl's Red. brother is yeah. your brother is he musical does he have um does he have aspirations does he play as well so he, he loves rapping and acting that's his passion but he plays drums for us just because we we don't during the lockdown it's difficult to find people like when there's curfews and that to come over and play so he's been helping us out oh my god can i show you something oh, <laughs> oh, no don't tell me it's, is it the urn oh there's candy yeah, there's candy but also how how could it be such a small one? I know she was a small dog, but I mean, come on. And then look in the inside. Like, are you kidding me? That's not fucking, that's not the that's fucking not, ashes, bro. Ashes. That's, that's a fucking hole. <laughs> okay, that looks like a wood chip. Um, unless yeah, it's exactly. a dog with, it, with my, yeah, okay. This is uh, exclusive soap girl um, stuff, but we're keeping it amongst us right now in the uh, yeah i don't even know where to go through that I, I don't even know where to go from there i wish your brother uh the best rapping career and i don't know how you're gonna not look at him playing drums on your live stream in just a few minutes and uh not think about that story but you know he's what? gonna be praying to this he's gonna be like saying <laughs> prayers and kissing and hugging this and i'm, I'm just like well, at I'm least, you know what, him. Candy's with you guys right now. Uh, apparently, we got into this whole uh, story about through themes of your live streams. And do you have a, do you have a specific theme that you're going to go for tonight to give, to give yeah, the people yeah, zombie, that are watching zombie. right now? What is it? Or do you Zombies. wait? Zombies. Uh, we, we can show you the room. Yeah, we I started sorting out the room. Um, I don't know. There it is. So by the time you're watching, if you're watching this on a delay, you will see that uh, this will be the set for the new Soap Girls live stream that starts very soon. Um, like I said, I, God, I want to, I want to get you guys back. If that's cool, we can uh, have you reoccurring. You would be on it, like yeah. seriously, or like no. be I'm, I'm being respectful it. of your of your start time as well because I know that you know I want to thank Vic I want to thank uh, Federica I want to thank everybody that's helped out with putting in all these questions I'm sorry I didn't get to all of them all the soap suds uh, questions that we had but one in particular uh, we have Darren Swan do um, we have uh, was this Tom Darren Swan um, we want to give him the honor of being this week's fan of the week for for. <laughs> Tom, I 
said Tom. I said Tom. It's John. It's John Darren Swan. And I don't know his name. Darren was supposed to be in the uh, actual clip there, Vic. Don't worry about it. Though. That was John Darren Swan. You are our fan of the week. I don't know. Do you guys have special awards that you give out your fans, or do you do certain? Yeah. Things? What do you guys do? We do. So um, with every single live stream, then in the beginning of the show, then we'll do like a, a crazy song to say thanks to like fans, like for buying merch and, and tickets, virtual tickets. We don't charge for the shows, but, but people if will it get, wasn't for know. people supporting us, like we would be homeless. And like <laughs> just having the support um, and knowing that we can get out on the road again, that's like honestly what, what amazing people we have supporting us. But we'll take the names from a hat and then we can show you that. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. <laughs> There you go. Oh, as long as long as it's not the candy uh, bucket. Okay, there you go. No. <laughs> oh God, no. But you can't you know, multi-purpose funny, that. But, it's like, but so we take the name from here, and then the first name to be drawn, then they will. They're the set list winner, and then we and send them a prize. We'll send them something. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes well, it's a, a, a dirty sock or used condom. Yeah. No, we're joking. <laughs> no, it's nice, it's nice things. Nice You treat your fans with such love. Uh, um, you know what? Next time you guys come back, we're going to have to talk about... See, I'm going to view it as your fifth studio album, but some of the fans here have called it your fourth studio album. Because do you consider that first album that you did with Universal, do you consider that a Soap Girls album or even the no. first... Without, without. It, it sounds weird, but we 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 don't only because it's just very confusing. Because and also there were other albums before, before that, that but that never got released. They wouldn't release it because I don't know. They like to hold on to things. The record yeah. label like screwed us over a lot. Right? So we um, would be talking about your fourth studio album that you guys might be make or are sort of yeah. in the process yeah. of, right? Yeah. Okay. We well, can't wait for people to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's so different to any of the other ones. And that's what makes us happy. It's always an evolution. And also we, we've tried um, with this album. So some of the songs we've, we've been doing <laughs> ourselves completely without yeah. a studio. Well, for the time being, uh, they're going to have to wait for that fourth studio album. Um, we're going to have you back on when we can talk more about it, maybe give some Easter eggs out. Um, I love that title, Elephant in the Room. I really do. But uh, for right now, look at the uh, Vic, our producer, is putting up all the pictures that he could find of your albums uh, as, as much oh as he could. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm still proud of that album for what it is. You know what? That was the best that we could do at that time. And we were kids. I'm just, I'm grateful for everything. It led me to being where I am now and what and knowing what I want. All I remember from that, um, the picture on the front was um, they they gave us catering and we were really hungry because we had like fuck all the time. They sucked the record label. Um, and then they had like all this food, but we're vegetarian. Um, and then the guy was like, oh, these are nice. And it's like, well, everything's beef. So oh. it's like, Thanks. Dude, how can you remember that? Oh my I god, it really even, touched you. Jeez. No, even places that we played, I remember the place by the food. <laughs> you so, you know what? You delegate. What you have to do is delegate certain brain cells for certain things. I have the hardest time with names and people say, oh, I can remember your face or I can remember a name. I can't remember people's names or their faces, but I can remember 70s lyrics from like you would say a Fleetwood Mac album or a Cheap Trick album from way back in the day. And you know what? You're going to make me going to want to go back and listen to some local age right now when we finish this up. But, hey. but oh, every- this song, High-Fiving high Motherfucker. motherfucker. Uh, high-Fiving so Motherfucker. motherfucker. You high-Fiving Motherfucker. What's the song? The Kids Are Right? 
the I think the the kids are right is one of the, my That's favorite it. local H songs because um, it talks about how uh, how the record companies think they know what's going on, but the, 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 it's always the kids that know what's right or wrong. And and uh, down and down 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 down. Oh, I love it. All right, I'm going to go back, but you know what? I'm going to do first. I'm going to check out your live stream, which is coming up in just a few minutes. So I'm going to ask you to tell everybody that's watching the podcast right now where they can find you and uh, watch all your live stream performances, Soap Girls. So uh, Millie and me, please go at it. What are your best ways for people to get in touch with you? Okay. First of all, we're very interactive. So um, we answer and do everything ourselves. But you can find us on Instagram the, at the, the dot soap girls because we had to do a new one. Thanks, Instagram. And then Facebook <laughs> is the soap girls and Twitter is the underscore soap girls. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, the soap girls official and then on Spotify as well. And on Mondays and Saturdays, then we live stream on YouTube and then Thursdays and Fridays. It's on our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I look forward to seeing you guys, having you guys back in the trenches at a uh, similar uh, su- a date that we can uh, sort of figure out. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time. And um, I guess last thing I could say, because I asked this of all our guests, is there one piece of advice or is there one piece of um, that you can give out that you've learned that's helped you uh sort of get through this thing called life that you can pass on to everybody else always have good intentions you can never um go wrong if you're if you're um living your life through love and always having a good intention i mean look things go fucked up but as long as that's our dog no, okay. snoring it wasn't a fine yeah it's not it's, um, it wasn't candy you, the ghost of candy no not the ghost of candy. if you if you live your life um through love and you're also um non-judgmental you will have a very happy life obviously there's ups and downs but you will never have any regrets but i guess um people forget that love literally is essential to everything and they they just i don't know they forget it they lose touch of themselves and then they get judgmental and also i would say that um this saying always sticks with me but i think it says i don't know if i'm saying right but this too shall pass. So just always remember, yes, things may be shitty or whatever, but it's not always going to be like that. So just just hang on. And and also maybe if you don't have love for yourself, then do something nice for someone else and that will make you happy. Yeah, and believe in yourself because I promise you no one else will until you do. And also don't be so harsh on yourself. Yeah. Actually, no, you should be sometimes. No, but sometimes people are really harsh on themselves and it's like, geez. Just no, when I've drunk too man. much, then I'm like, you piece of shit. And then I'm like, don't ever do this to yourself again. Okay, and then I'm like, I'll never do it again. And then the next day, no, dude, no, no. After that last time, I'll never do that again. It's so funny though because she drinks and I don't drink. So it's like we balance each other out. You guys balance your, yourselves out in so many ways, musically, personality-wise, performance-wise. I can hardly wait to uh, check out the, the live stream that's coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, I feel like we've opened up a lot of fortune cookies just now and, and just gotten so <laughs> much knowledge ask, from you guys. You can saying? I ask you one thing? Have sure. you ever, like, if you can answer, have you ever played a show on Magic Mushrooms or Acid? 
Uh, yes and yes. Uh, well, actually, not magic mushrooms. Is ecstasy or Molly or whatever you would call it? Back in the see, back in the oh, I'm old school. It would be called uh, it would be called ecstasy, and that would be you know again in the 1990s and and stuff. So it would. I did, and I did learn a very valuable lesson. Never play a show on cocaine. That's a terrible idea. And I don't know if, you, if either, either of you guys have, or maybe me's the one that doesn't do drugs, and maybe you are, but I don't have, again, and, and I don't know if Candy, you know, died of an OD or anything like that. I don't want to bring up bad things. But, but the thing is, yeah, never do blow before a show it would be a that's very, so fucking never do blow before, before a show is it that's not good life advice i, I mean it's, it's good life advice but it doesn't maybe it fit on a t-shirt or something don't do blow before a show <laughs> but <laughs> that maybe it is a new shirt idea vic i love it, it is. all right yeah. i'm gonna let you guys think about it and until next time we get you on uh, in the trenches thank you very much soap Suds, for joining us thank you very much in the trenches faithful for being here every single week um our guest next week we have an album artist who makes a lot of alice cooper uh, artwork and i know vic is looking for it ernie Shelfalu. i i know i'm i'm totally torturing the name but ernie Shelfalu. we will see you next week we'll start promoting that but tonight and uh for the rest of this week it's all about the soap girls enjoy guys have a great one. Until next time, folks. This is Thank you. Millie, me, Soap Girls. I'm Ryan Roxy. Uh, this is my advice. Don't do blow before a show and enjoy the ride. <laughs> In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back. <laughs>